Yeah. Sorry, there'll be a little bit of trim off the start of this. Okay, sorry, I realised I had a little background stuck in later. I don't suppose that's magically fixed it, has it? It seems a bit better, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare down there in the background. You fucking idiot. Well, my name is Richard Foster. Welcome to the third episode of the Stromcast. This one's a little bit different. We're going to introduce Christian Chapman. Christian Chapman's one of our athletes. He's actually one of our most active athletes on social media. Um, we think Christian because he's got like an actual proper grown-ups job. So he was never able to make it over for the filming sessions. Um, so as a result, we are going to introduce Christian in this format. It's particularly relevant because Christian will talk about later. Um, so with that in mind, who the fuck are you, Christian? So, hello, everyone. Or on Instagram, coached by Christian. Um, yeah, 28-year-old male. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a, a dating app. Um, not much really to say. Uh, non, non-competitive bodybuilder. I technically haven't competed yet. Um, and probably looking to compete end of next year. Um, been into bodybuilding for... Oh, I don't even know. I've always been into bodybuilding for like years and years and years, but actively done it and actively done it well probably for the last two. Um <clears throat> used to be fat as fuck. Um, was 20 stone, really out of shape. Um, I've also been anorexic at one point in my life when I was like eight stone. Um, so I've been absolutely every single end of the spectrum. And right now I probably resemble something that looks like a big veiny penis. Yeah, um, that pretty much covers it. Um, I don't think that's unusual. I mean, I've been—I've never been fully anorexic, but I've been bulimic for six months, and I've yeah, been twenty-five stone a fat cunt. Um, uh, and it's—it's it's always interesting talking to people that have been every end of the spectrum because um, a lot of people are thinking this have either always been skinny and have to work really hard to gain weight, or have always been fat and seem to have a constant battle to lose weight. When you've been at both ends of the spectrum. Um, you realise that neither is easy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I actually asked someone a question the other day because um, he was doing a podcast, and I know that he had a like severe eating disorder when he was younger. Um, and he's like a, a good bodybuilder now. And I actually asked him, "Do you ever feel like your eating disorder has actually benefited you in terms of bodybuilding?" Harry Bristow, so I prepped Harry Bristow for the only show he ever competed at, and he used to say it was like a superpower, because on the days when I'd be like, right, the next five days are going to suck, he'd be like, yeah, well, like, I used to eat, like, celery for a day, so this is easy. Yeah, I think, and it's like, no matter what phase you're in with that, it's like you're always in a routine Yeah. surrounding eating, and if you can get in a routine with eating for bodybuilding, then you're probably in a good spot to do it because I was saying this to someone today actually it's weird like eating is a full time job when you do this yeah yeah no I mean I've it's been a long time since I've actually paid attention to that side of it but uh, I mean yeah. you know really works for me the amount of food he has to put away um, we have to schedule it into the, the day 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's quite scary is that I'm only a week post diet. Yeah. I mean, my you, training day calories are like 5,000. You so, don't have to go full bloke God straight away. No, 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 we're not, mate. Trust me. Trust me, we're not. We're not. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... It, I've, I've cut on about way. a pound. <laughs> go, going the other way, I'm two and a half weeks into, you know, what is admittedly a very restrictive diet because of, I've discussed it to death. Um, but already the weird little things start to creep in, um, like saving up your calories so you can have an extra thick egg white omelette or... Um, <laughs> Uh, I didn't eat until half past eight today, mostly because I was busy as fuck, but also yeah. because of a 350 calorie tub of ice cream in the yeah. freezer for later. Yeah. That's the first treat thing that I've had for two weeks. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily like a bad way of doing it, in my opinion. If it's just someone who's looking for weight loss. Yeah, well, I've always said that intermittent fasting, when I talk about bodybuilding, is not the way I would go. It's, it's not optimal yeah. because you don't have maximal protein, muscle protein synthesis. If you just want to drop weight, um, for me, it's been great because I just don't have to worry about eating because I'm busy as fuck at work. Yeah. So it's one less thing to deal with. Um, but um, those are all things that I haven't even, they've not even been on the periphery of my consciousness for years. Yeah. And within a few weeks, you're right back there to, well, if I, if I do that, then I need to do this. And um, the reason I wanted to introduce Christian is specifically um, is because one of the most common questions I get asked, and we probably get five to ten requests a week for sponsorship, is, is how do I get sponsored? And Christian's a really good example of the way you end up – not that I'm promising anyone they'll get sponsored, but the way you get sponsored – if you are not someone who is winning shows. Um, it should never be someone's goal. It's one of those things that just happens organically because a partnership works. Yeah. Um, but Christian was, was first and foremost a customer. Correct. And then, you know, if you want to explain how it went from there. Because it was a yeah. long time that you were just a customer. Yeah, well, you've sponsored me for, it's been over a year now, because um, it came memories the other day um but i'd been using your stuff for over a year before that yeah because it's weird again i was telling the story to someone recently because they're asking like mate how the fuck did you get sun spice from i'm like mate, i don't fucking know and then i was thinking how it actually happened was that i was using like all of the well yeah i was probably using like pretty much 90 percent of the product range at the time so I remember I was using Glycomax. I was using, I'd always use the Pre. I'd always use Vascimax. I can't remember what else was out at the time that you did. I think you were one of the first people to use Carbamax. Yes. Um, support Max you used to use. I mean, as a yeah. brand, one of the most fucking frustrating things you can get is an email from someone who says, hey, Strom, I love your brand. I always use your products. And then you go back and you look the name up and you, you know, it's, it's more difficult because we've got other accounts now, but you have a look at it and you're like, oh, you've never fucking bought anything from us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was, I was buying the product from, from as soon as I was kind of getting a bit more serious into the supplement side of things and just bodybuilding in general. And it was definitely, it was, I swear, mate, it was Glycomax that put, put things on the map. <laughs> Because that's what everyone used to ask me about. Yeah. 
can remember that. Um, so basically what happened was everyone started asking me about the products and I was like, yeah, mate, they're sweet. Like, else I just wouldn't use them. Like, everyone knew that I, I wasn't affiliated with you or anything, but I I used to use a lot of products. I love supplements. I love all kinds of supplements. I'm not like saying I only use Strom and all this sort of stuff. But that's one of the things we encourage athletes to do, you know, like Josh Mele and like he uses a lot of supplement needs. So if you use other brands, say, because the second you lie to your following yeah. is the second you full of shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Like um, Will, uh, Will Carvey, he, he likes Black Edition, but before Black Edition came around, he used to use Aunt Bell's pretty atomic bomb. Um, yeah. And I'd always rather he say that than fucking lie to people. Yeah, exactly. I always post with like every, and I, and I never actually think, oh, do you think Rick will have a problem with that? Because I know that you won't. <laughs> no, no, never. Because I'll, I'll normally, I'll, if I was going to use something as well, I'd say almost a lot, oh, I'm using this today. You know, I thought I'd give it, a sh- uh, give it a shot, whatever I've been sent it or whatever. Because to be fair, normally I only use other stuff now if like someone sent it me because I don't, <laughs> don't want to pay for stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, um, everyone kept asking me about it. And then I kept sending people your way. And I wasn't doing it out of like, because I used to send you screenshots. Oh, oh, you should get this guy. And it wasn't out of the way of, oh, look how much I'm doing for you, all this shit. It wasn't anything like that. Um, I was just literally showing, like, oh, mate, loads of people are asking about the stuff. And then... I think at the time, we were still... I mean, we weren't, but I I still felt like a small brand. I still feel like a small brand now, but apparently we're not. Yeah, (laughs) definitely not now. But at that that time, I agree with you, it was like it was smaller. Um, So... Yeah, I think you literally said, oh, I'm going to set you up a, a code um, for free shipping because like, you're sending loads of people our way, like, fair play. I was like, oh, yeah, sick. And I was, like, buzzing off that. Like, I was getting nothing out of it, obviously. But sometimes I think you'd send, like, an extra something in the, in, in anything I ordered and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, respect. That's, that's nice. Um, and then one day, I think I asked, it was months down the line. I said, hey, has the code had much usage? And I don't think you checked. It's not something I really keep tabs on because, to be honest, the athletes, because, because I, I mean, you're in the group chat, you'll never find me sat there going, lads, come on, you need to push this or that or the other. And because we don't do discounts, we do free shipping, that's it, because yeah. we value the product. Um, so I'm never going to push the lads. So, so the discount codes don't get a huge amount of use because it is just free shipping. It's not something I really pay attention to. Yeah. And I think you checked, and it also sends the monetary value of orders as well. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, what the fuck? It was enough that it was only fair that we, uh, for nothing else, brought you onto the team. But it's not just a monetary thing. I mean... But no, that I mean, wasn't... It wasn't for a while, though, you know. It wasn't like... Because I remember when you sent me that, it was still like eight or nine months after that. I jokingly said, fucking hell, mate, you might as well be sponsoring me by now. And then you said, oh, well... I did actually speak to my athlete manager today. He was going to contact you. I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the things I look for, and it, it might be a stupid thing of doing it, and I'm sure people who run proper businesses think this is stupid. I don't look for how many followers someone's got. I look how many people now, particularly with lockdown, have fucking Instagram stories that are 50 or 60 slides long. You see it and just go, oh, fucking dickhead, whatever. Bit, 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 bit. I look for people who put out stories that I actually watch. Yeah. 
And it's such a little thing, but I, I just think if I watch the stories because they're interesting, other people must do too. And, and your content wasn't just, look, I've got abs, or look, I'm going to the gym, look at me, look at me. It was, it was car stuff, it was work stuff, it was life stuff. I think at the time you just bought your house. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was stuff that was interesting, it was stuff that was different. Because um, I think bodybuilding, I think you've spoken about it on your podcast before, fundamentally it's quite boring. Fucking right. But you know, it's being able to be really good at the same shit every day. Yeah. Um, so so that that was kind of where it came from. And um, and it's fair to say now that Christian is um, in terms of um, sale referrals outside of like, you know, there are every now and again a famous person will talk about um, about our products, like I know Martin Ford's using our joint at the moment. He's going to come and train at the gym at some point. Other than when someone who's got like a million followers talks about stuff, uh, Christian actually probably generates the most um, direct interesting products out of all of our athletes, which is crazy when you consider we've got the actual Mr. Universe on our team. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, that's that's weird. Like, that's weird. But you know what I can relate it to? Okay. My... This is how I see it as being relatable. I don't know if you'll agree. You probably will agree with this. Um, my coaching services, okay, I have near enough 60 clients, okay? And do you think any one of them has come to me for my because of how my physique looks? Yeah. No, well. No, definitely not. I don't think there's an answer I can give to that that doesn't sound cuntish, but. But no, but I know that. I know it, so it's fine. Like, yeah. I'm the one saying it like no one comes to that for that and whereas someone who's like a pro bodybuilder people are just going to them just because that's what they look like yeah and it's worth pointing out Christian and none of the athletes get a penny for sales they generate we are a small business um the busier they we are as a business the more we can grow and and one of the things I want to do is take all the athletes to the Olympia one year just as a as a fucking jolly but Christian doesn't get any financial reward for this. There are other companies where they, they give them like 5% five, 5 off every order that they generate off the back of their code and stuff. Um, the reason we don't pay athletes, and I know a lot of companies do, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't, is that if I pay Christian to generate me business, then he's a salesman and he's trying to sell to you. I don't want yeah. Christian to sell to people. I want him to educate people. And if those people then choose to buy products, that's great. All Christian gets is um, the supplements that he needs um, up to a certain value. And Christian still chooses to buy other things on top of that. And I think that's something that's really important as well. Um, that is something I was going to mention, like, just like, when because when I said at the start, I don't want to pay for things, I, I, re I regretted saying that. But it's like other products. But when I run out of stuff and it's not in my monthly order, I will come and get the stuff and pay for it or get it delivered and fucking pay for it. I don't care. Well, I mean, Every day, Josh Mayo put an order in on the website today, and I messaged him and said, "What the fuck are you doing?" He was like, "Well, I need stuff, and I've had my order." So, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's like when I message you, like, "Oh, mate," and he's never three tubs of whey. <laughs> well, you it's did get too fucking good. Like, so now yeah. I'm di that was the kind of thing I was talking about with dieting, where stuff start stuff weird diet shit. I tried your whey cake what a month ago and went. Yeah, I guess if I was fucking starving, this would be grand. It's fucking yeah. grand now. Told you. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm a sweet, I'm a sweet guy, mate. I love dessert, so. I suppose I, I'm definitely savoury. I suppose the take-home message for people who might be interested in, you know, Christian sponsored. He's not a pro bodybuilder. How the fuck did he get sponsored? How do I get sponsored? Christian got sponsored because he supported a brand right from the start, not expecting anything in return. And because he's honest, people value his opinion. Now, that's not something you can go out and rep. You can't just go out and go, all right, well, I'll do that. You, that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, and the so, thing is, you said you said then influence. I don't class myself as an influencer or anything like that. But when I put stuff up, people ask about it. And, and the thing is, if you if you put stuff up, decision. Like, you know, because you you regularly show me messages of people saying, "Oh, mate, I got that velocity. It's fucking sick." If you put stuff up that's a lie, those people are messaging go, "Why the fuck have you told me?" <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like a um, so if you are a young person who's getting into the industry who is trying to get sponsored, my advice personally would be don't try and get sponsored. Try and enjoy the sport and make real connections with real people. And if you get sponsored off the back of that in, in one year, two years, three years, then great. But don't stress about it. I don't know if there's anything you would add to that or say differently. Yeah. The only thing I would add to that is actually add value to the company. Simple. Like, if you have no value that you're adding to someone, why are they going to want to send you free shit to get you to advertise it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and it does need to be a business decision as well as a... Um, yeah. Because a- I bet, mate, some I bet some people will look and think, how the fuck is he sponsored by them? Because of how big a company you are now, and it is, no matter what you say, it is... It's, you know, we're going into New Zealand as of today. Yeah, every everyone knows what fucking strong is. I get people messaging me in America saying, "Do you reckon I'll send it out here?" And all this. Sort someone, of- someone still, however, rang me today and said, "Is this storm <laughs> still?" But I was, I was thinking about it as well. I was thinking, man, like even if like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what company. Said, oh yeah, we're looking to sponsor stuff. I'm like, nah, I'm alright. And even if they were like paying, I'd be like, no, because that's like, I don't, I don't need. And this sounds so big headish. I don't need the money. I, I, you know what though? That's one of those things that I used to feel bad about saying when I was younger. If you've worked hard and you've got yourself to a position where you, your quality of life seems that you don't. It's not the most important thing in your life. Well, that's great, you know, and that's something that we should applaud other people for achieving. Yeah, um, I'd, I mean, rather have, I'd rather have a good company in products that I believe where I'm, you know, doing a fucking podcast with the owner of it. I go and see the owner of it, you know, quite frequently. He takes me on the back, on the with takes the me on the back of his fucking motorbike and nearly kills me. Whoa, that is not true. I gave you a helmet and everything. Yeah, in my tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did give Will full leathers when we went out. Um, you know, there are exceptions. So Ben Chow uh, was with us and he, to be fair to him, he rang me when uh, Aaron Singerman offered him to come on board with Redcon and, and they offered him a wage um, and yeah. Redcon products are decent. So that's, that's one of those moves where I was like, mate, you know, you've got to do the best thing for you. Um, do you know what, bro, I, I always feel really bad when I'm, I always feel really bad when I'm wearing a Redcon one hoodie, but it's only because they've been free. And like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I can guarantee that Ben wouldn't have done it if uh, instead of Redcon, it was fucking, oh, I don't know, some fucking roller cola brand. I don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna slander anyone in particular right now because I can't remember who who uh, who might sue me. But if it was a shit brand he wouldn't have gone with them regardless of what they were paying because bodybuilding is is, is important to him. Um yeah. money you know, so the most important thing uh, um the flip side to that Josh Mele came to us from um BSN and BSN paid him a wage. Yeah. And and he used that wage for several months to buy strong products so it just didn't make much sense um so yeah sponsorship's a funny thing like i love having you as part of our team and as, as a friend of the team because the team is a group of friends and i never yeah. want to lose that but the way in which you came to be a part of the team is something that you couldn't replicate by just trying really hard you know it's yeah. it's something that comes out of a genuine desire to support a brand. And you know what? If you support a new brand for three years because you like their products and they don't sponsor you, that that, that doesn't make them cunts at all. Agreed. You know? Um, so moving on from sponsorship and stuff, it is something we get asked all the time. I was hoping and I will try, I'm not going to promise this, but I will try and get a photo of you from your photo shoots for the podcast picture. Um, oh, I thought, you know what I thought you were going to say? So, for the for the wall in the Nutter gym? Uh, well, if you stick £30 on that next year, then yeah, I'll consider it. Oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> um, but if you could, because it wasn't, you didn't start out doing a prep for a photo shoot, did you? You were just tidying up. So if you can run through that process and why that ended up happening, that'd be great. Yeah, so we got we got to a peak weight um, where I was kind of just sick of life, um, sick of eating. I was a bit not like it was probably the first time I wasn't like, you know, when you get really disheartened about how big you are and how fat you look. <laughs> like I wasn't actually. I'm, I'm familiar with this. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't bothered because I knew at the time I knew it was serving a purpose, which it has served. So it's temporary. Whatever fat goes on will come off. So yeah. we we then we got uncomfortable and then held being uncomfortable for eight more weeks. <laughs> yeah. we hard, and then we and started. That's dieting. People don't do, isn't it? That people will yeah. get to a peak weight and go right. It's time to diet, but that. That process of maintaining that weight will allow that muscle tissue to mature and hopefully you'll keep as much yeah. of it as possible. Yeah, goodbye muscle if you don't do that, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, so we were like, yeah, let's have a, a quick tidy up then. Well, not a quick tidy up. We just, we just went into like a steady fat loss phase just to tidy up. Um, a big chunk came off at the start, which was just purely fluid. Um, it's, it's something I've tried to explain because I've had quite a few girls and guys are already you know not lean but skinnyish messaging me off the back of what i explained last week and said holy fuck how have you lost 13 pounds in 14 days like well because i was fat and carrying a load of fluid yeah it's easier to lose 13 14 pounds when you're 250 pounds than yeah. 200 pounds yeah if, and if i carry a rate of top of of two to three pounds a week i'll, I'll be quite happy to be honest yeah and if you're starting off by in six and a half to seven thousand calories, no matter what calories you drop, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. 
so the first first bit was easy. We were still having, you know, an off-plan meal every week, and I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, let's just get this out of the way. And then I knew this was going to happen anyway because I know what I'm like. As soon as I start to get leaner, I'm like, yeah, we could just go a bit more now. Yeah, we could just go a bit more now. It gets yeah. got an addictive personality. I can, I can very much relate right now. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I could just do more or I could just do this. But obviously having Joe coaching me was just to kind of slow me down because I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready. To... And he was like, no, 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 no. Let's just wait there. <laughs> like, because I'm very much an overdoer of everything. Um, and I realized this whole diet, you don't fucking need to do that. Well, don't tell me that now. Well, mate. I remember when I would have previously thought I'd be doing cardio every day and it would be an hour, you know, by the end of it, at least. And I've never, on, on any of the occasions when I've got completely peeled, I've never done cardio. Yeah, the only times I've done cardio have been the preps that I've failed. I used to do it, well, yeah, I used to do it ridiculously. And then this diet never went over twice a week. Well, it never changed from off-season to, to diet twice a week yeah. on a rest day. Half an hour, that was it. And it never changed the whole way through. And I was thinking, how the fuck am I doing this? Because everyone was like, oh, well, I bet you're using T3. I bet you're using... No. I did not use one thyroid drug at all through the whole thing. People add that because Tom, Dick and Harry add it. They don't do it because their thyroid is down-regulating. They just do it because they can. Yeah. Which... I don't, I hate stuff like that. I hate stuff like that. I, I, if I'm going to do something, I know the reason why I'm going to do it and why I shouldn't do it. In a long, protracted diet where carbohydrates have been restricted, T3 production will slow. And in that situation, like a, a almost like a TRT dose can be useful. Um, yes, no, I agree. I, I agree. A high dose of, of thyroid is probably the best way you can go about losing muscle. Yeah, well, there's that as well. But even Boston looks at that and he fucking loves drugs. Yeah, he's an idiot. We, we found out, though, that like it hadn't down-regulated because, to be fair, well, training day calories never got low. Like, my training day calories at the end of it were nearly 3,500. Yeah. Near, near enough 400 gram of carbs a day. Rest days were low, but yeah. I didn't I care know. because um, we were doing literally pro-veg pretty much all day, but my protein was at 300 gram a day. Yeah which is a lot it really well it's a, it's enough to keep you satiated yeah i was never hungry i i eat a lot of veg throughout the year anyways there was a lot of veg being consumed and then in the last meal i'd just have 15 gram of carbs from fruit that was it yeah and it, you know what I, I honestly i can't really remember a day of the whole diet which was 28 weeks yeah where i was hungry so the leanest I ever got and the leanest Andrew ever got, we both did the same basic diet, which was that you can only eat protein and veg, green veg, crack on and have as much as you want. Yeah. And there's only so much of that you can be asked to eat. Yeah. See, mine never really changed all year round. Like, if I have veg in a meal, I'll have, like, half a kilo of veg of different yeah. sources. But I like that. It's, it is, it's a healthy thing to do for a fucking start. Yeah, I mean, it is massively so. I'm incredibly lazy, so I will only eat veg if I'm starving hungry or I absolutely have to because, like, my nan's made me. 
Yeah. <laughs> but so, so fundamentally, you ended up on 300 grams of protein plus incidental carbs. So, uh, yeah, and, and protein, protein didn't start that way either. It, it incrementally went up as body, yeah. being as it's, you know, you can't overfeed on protein, really. Well, I like, I like to overfeed people on protein in the off season, but finding people that can actually handle it is quite tricky. Yes, um, I think as soon as appetite starts to dwindle, you'd probably drop it a little bit. I managed, I managed 400 grams a day for about three months. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Um, and it worked really well, but um, it's just fucking expensive. And actually, the, the benefit you get over maybe 250 grams is pretty small. Yeah, and w- was that from literally protein only without trace? Yeah. So, that's, so it's nearly 500 then. But 200 grams of that was just from isolate. Yeah, okay. All oh, right, yeah, okay. You know, just because fucking ease. Um, yeah. So pro- protein was so the same. Fundamentally, you, the point I'm, I was going to make, I guess, is that your calories ended up being 1,200 plus some carbs, so 1,300, 1,400 on a rest day. Is that, is that 15, it's about 1,500 if you didn't count veg. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's about three and a half hours on a training day, 400 carb, just over 300 protein, and... A little bit of fats. And, and what was that? Five days training, or four four days a week training. But what was good? Because I was doing fortitude at the time, which is your rest day, training day, rest day, training day. You know, when you're on a rest day and you start to get a little bit hungry. Yeah. Just, what have I only got to last till tomorrow? And I've got a load of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And psychologically, that's good. It's finding what works for you, I suppose, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I'm. When I'm on it, I'm super routine, so I'm happy just eating the same shit every day, and I would just have an intra carb on a training day, but um, lazy, I guess. Yeah. Um, so from you've got in this condition before, but not held this level of muscle. Do you think the main difference was the speed you did it at? Yeah, and the fact that we pushed it up so hard in the off season because I've never done that. Yeah. Because I've always been too scared. Like, oh, I'm not lean. Oh, I'm scared of this. I'm scared of what people think. All oh, my anxiety, all this sort of shit. And it just got to a point where I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. I've always been a person. I mate, I'm great at giving out advice. I never take it myself though. Well, no one does, do they? No. Like I always used to say to people, like, you do realise no one cares what you look like apart from you. Yeah. And I realised, like, no one gives a fuck about me or or how I look. So why the fuck am I bothering? Let's push the weight up, man. <laughs> so, yeah. and it obviously benefited. Like by the end of the diet, mate, I was like fifteen pounds heavier than the last diet and leaner. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No, it's impressive. And it's, I suppose, from someone who's struggled so much with um, gaining weight in the past, that's that's the key thing. You know, it's such a change from where you would um, where you would find yourself being normally. Now, the reason you're... Um, oh, apparently you're on Spotify now. The reason I think your photo shoot and your, your diet and your prep that was not supposed to be a prep but became a prep but you always knew was going to be a prep is so interesting <laughs> is that you did it through the first ever lockdown in the history of Europe. Correct. <laughs> Certainly, like, that, there has never, ever, not just in our lifetime, but in the last 500 years, been a period in time like this. 
Yeah. And you managed that. And lots of people on social media, I'm sure you've had fucking loads of questions about it, are struggling with motivation, or if you don't like the word motivation, they're struggling to find ways and means, or there's so many different ways people term it, but ultimately people are either finding excuses or not being able to make progress. Yeah. So what would be the, the, the things that are stuck in your head is, you know what, these are things that I did that really fucking helped. And these are things that I did that maybe didn't have that much of an effect. Yeah. Okay. Well, start when this started like emerging, I kind of already planned in my head like, right, okay, if this does happen and this lockdown happens, how am I going to survive? So pre-planning things first was my my way to go. And then, because I, I was also very much sure. They ain't going to fucking shut gyms. Are you mad? Nah, no chance, mate. All this sort of shit. But at the same time, behind the scenes, I was trying to work out, ooh, if it did happen, what the fuck would I do? Um, so for the first day, I think I was stressed about it. And then I just realized, look, you just got to get on with it because this is life now. And when you've got 60 people's worth of stress buzzing your phone off through clients that's fucking stress it takes away your own because you're taking on all of theirs so you're giving them advice daily 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 i'm constantly repeating myself to all these people that eventually it just came on to me as well do you know what i mean yeah oh well that's just what i need to do so i was making notes of in my phone this is what I'm going to do tomorrow, first day of lockdown. This is the time I'm going to wake up. This is the food I'm going to eat. This is the times I'm going to eat. This is how I'm going to train and just planned everything. And I am an OCD planner. I plan every single day of my life. Every morning, or it's normally the night before, I have a list of things I've got to do tomorrow and I tick them off. So it's one about being really fucking organized. I'm not saying you have to be as OCD as me. Like, this is the time you're going to eat, all this sort of shit. But have an outline of your day, at least, I think helps. Um, and, I mean, I say luckily, I don't like the word luck, okay, because you fucking make your own luck, okay. If you're a good person and you've made the right friends in this industry, there's always a way that you can fucking train. There's always a way that you can sort something, Okay. So admittedly, for the first two weeks of lockdown, when gyms were shut, I was still training in a gym. I don't, I don't see that as luck at all. Of course, we don't advocate such things. But Yes, I, I, I don't at all. However, what I would say is it was just me in there and no one else. Um, but I luckily had the, the, the means. I suppose that's, that's the, the thing. Me and Reese have been able to train if we're at work because we're yeah. at work anyway, on our own. The, the thing with that, I guess, is just to be tactful and not rub everyone's face in it. Yes, exactly. No one knew. No one knew I was training the gym at all. And I want to just reiterate the fact it wasn't Strom's gym that I was training. No. So, you know. um, so... Well, I mean, you, you wouldn't train in our gym. We have, like, grown-up toys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're too, too heavy weights for me. <laughs> But at the same time as me training there, I was buying equipment because I just thought any day now something could happen here and I can't train here. 
So what the fuck am I going to do? And again, is it rules of not traveling? I didn't care because all I'm thinking about is my own progress. And I know that might sound selfish, but bodybuilding is a fucking selfish sport, so get over it. Um, So I was traveling up and down the fucking country, buying plates, buying bars, buying fucking squat racks, everything. That I, well, I bought the bare minimum I needed to do to know what I could progress. If I can't progress with 350 kilo worth of plates and a barbell, I shouldn't do what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I mean, if you can improvise everything, and I'm not saying you have to go out and buy all this shit because if you want, bands can fuck you up, and I still use bands even though I've got all that stuff. Um. Yeah. So I did that, <laughs> and then I just, even little things, mate, like, you know, these people that are complaining about, oh, I've waited an hour to get into Tesco. Don't go to the big supermarkets then. Yeah. What do you actually need from there? Because I bet half the shit you're getting, you can get in the little co-op over the road that's got no queue. Yeah, well, I've been to uh, Lidl, and the, the, you just go in so, Mate, I, went, I, I did something a bit fucking stupid today. I went to Waitrose. I saw you, posh cunt. Spent 50 quid and basically got fuck all. But I'm a big believer in varying, like, really weird protein sources. And places like that have stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, just use your head a little bit more. Yeah. So planning ahead, working around problems. I suppose, and it, it's easy to say and hard to do, it's, it's the difference between seeing problems and finding solutions. Yeah. Some people go, oh, well, I can't because, and other people will go, because of such and such, I need to do this. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I put it on my thing. I think this is actually a good thing to happen to me at the end of the diet. <laughs> Honestly, do. Um, I think it's been a really good learning experience. And I found out I'm a pretty resilient bastard that won't stop just because something bad happened. Like the amount of people that uh, mess with you, like, how are you, how are you still dieting during this? How, I don't understand how you got the motivation. Well, you obviously don't want as much as I do. And that's not me being a big head. I'm just being honest. Well, no, the, the want is something that that is dieting anyone can do. I mean, I've seen loads of people. I saw someone today on a live stream asking for help because they've gained three stone in lockdown. What do I do? What do I do? Dieting is something you can do regardless of whether you can get to the fucking gym or not. Um, yeah. I, I don't like to use myself. I do like to use myself as an example. I use myself as an example. I'm dieting. I fucking hate dieting. At the moment, there is zero interest in doing anything off my diet because there's a reason to do it. And that gives you that very solid motivation once you've got that focus, which you've had for the last four months. Once, you, once that switch, switch flips it's very easy to just get on with it. Yeah. I think where people struggle is when they, they want the end result and they, they kind of know what's involved and they say they want to do it, but... Uh... Yeah, a lot yeah. of people say, say they want something. Well, if you want it, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. And I, and I get that occasionally people don't have the knowledge or the information or whatever, but want, but those things aren't hard to get. Yeah. And, and if weight loss is your goal, it, it, I know I sound like fucking Jamie Smith, but if just losing weight is your goal, it is just eat less food. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, no, so eat less. eat less, move more. I, uh, I guess the uh, the big question is. I mean, it, it's not the big question because it's very clear. But I was going to ask if you've got any regrets doing this all in lockdown, given that you probably were in condition that you could have gone and done a show. Uh, you know, because you could have you could have just done a mini cut, got insulin sensitivity back, got comfortable again, carried on pushing, and then done a show end of the year or start of next year. No, I'm I'm so glad I've done this. Uh, and the whole it wasn't an issue at the start. Even when I got halfway through, I hadn't even thought about that. Like I was just like, I just want to get lean. Oh, I know you, Adam, but everyone else had, and that's always yeah. a sign that you probably. Yeah. The thing is with the with the photo shoot it was more for business reasons, if if anything, for this year. Um, but like you said, people don't come to you for coaching because of how you look. Yeah, but it's, it's a nice it's a nice thing to show that you know you want to get lean. Well, here's here's proof because I can get fucking peeled. Yeah. But someone said to me actually, uh, it was Tom Hames. He said, if it wasn't lockdown, would you have done a show? And I said to him. If it was within two weeks of the photo, if, after the photo shoots, I would have done it. If it was any longer, I wouldn't have done it. So, yeah, because about this time, there's a show every weekend. Yeah, so I would have done it if it was like two weeks more, maybe. But to be honest, I got to the end of it and I thought, you know what, I'm done now. You know when you're done. You know when you're done. You know, I've, I've, done, the, I've done the photo shoot on the Friday, the first one, and I had another one Sunday at your place. And after we'd done the pitches on the Friday, I thought, do I really need to do Sunday? But I thought, you know what? No, I've got, I've got to do it. Just keep going. It's fucking two days. It's what it wasn't even two days. Yeah. And I just thought, well, fuck it. You know, on this lean now, I might as well get as much content as I can for the future. And yeah. it's good to look back on what's two days. But yeah, that's why I was saying two weeks, mate, because I was just a bit like, and my end goal is not, be on stage it doesn't bother me i just want to be better that's it yeah mm. um so i think that covers pretty much everything that we had on our list which was about sponsorship and what you've done in lockdown because i think you've done something fairly unique in lockdown i've not seen anyone else do it um, <laughs> no. I'm, sure, I'm sure that there's some other fucking sadistic mentalist bastard out there but i haven't seen them um <laughs> yeah i think you had to be a little bit sadistic to keep going but whatever yeah so, um, to finish up, the thing I started following you for, cars. Yes. What's happening with cars? Because banana's gone. Yeah, so again, that was a... For those who don't know, sorry, because not everyone follows all the athletes, Christian had a yellow Megan RS260? 250, but it was 370 brake. Yeah, and it was nearly as fast as my Jaguar. Which is a fat, nearly 600 brake horsepower car, so it was fat. <laughs> it was sick. It was sick. And mate, I've had multiple cars this this fucking year. Uh, I'm I'm a bit of a nightmare when it comes to cars. Like, I don't keep them long. I don't get attached to them. I did get attached to the Golf that I built, but I had it two years. That's why I probably got attached to it. But that's like the longest I've ever had a car. I like swapping, changing cars. I like experiencing a bit of everything. Um. And the reason why it went of it is just, uh, again, a business move. Uh, Given what's happened, it was the right time to sell the car. 
That as well, yeah. And it just it just sat there to be honest, because I've got a daily driver anyway, just a, a BMW estate. Um which will go at some point this year, um, as long as everything goes to plan, which it will, I have no doubt. Um, and I will get back into something this year or, or early next year. Um, what that may be, I'm not 100% on yet, but... It, will it be a motorbike? No. <laughs> Mate, I don't mind going on the back of yours. Okay. Which I suppose I should take as a compliment, because uh, people who are into the cars tend to not like getting on the backs of bikes. I know what I'm like in a car. If I had a bike, I'd be dead in a week. No, look, with a bike, because I was no. a car guy, I got onto a bike and I was like, oh, I'll be dead in a week. And, and then you uh, you have a wobble and, and you learn. And then in the case of me and most people, at some point in the first year, you crash and then you die, or you learn. And I learn. Although I did have a fuck of a crash. Oh, I find it hard to learn. <laughs> it's stuff to do with automotive stuff. I think it'd be grand. And I think you look like a fucking jigsaw, bro. Uh, I think maybe, maybe alongside a car. Because um, I, I'm, I'm, I, no, I love cars, and I do have a couple of ones in mind that I want to tick off in the next year. Um, yeah. It's like a bucket list of I've got like a bucket list of cars that realistic cars that you could own um, yeah. for under a certain amount of money and stuff. And I just want to tick off as many of them. I find it enjoyable, and like you know, people are like, oh can't be asked to sell one because of the stress and all this sort of stuff. Oh, I love fucking buying and selling them, and because normally I. I don't know how, but I never really lose <laughs> any money. Yeah, well, that that is not a trick that I've managed to pick up yet. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I do want to try and own as many different types of engine as I can. Yes, this is again so I've had part of the list. Uh, I've had three cylinder turbo. I've had four cylinder, four cylinder turbo. I've had uh, V6, I've had about seven V8, I've had supercharged V8, I've had turbo V8. Uh, I've never had a V10, never had a V12. I've never had a stupid V5 VAG group piece of shit. Um, I've never really had a hot diesel. Um, Don't waste your time. Yeah, not super convinced on those. I don't think I'm missing a huge amount other than weird shit like Saab V4s and stuff like that. Um, but I'd like a V10 and a V12. V12 Jag, XJS, like I didn't hear. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of V10 that I can afford. M5 or M6. <laughs> Anyone can afford one of them. They're, they're the ones that explode, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that, so that's something I'd like to tick off. But there's no particular like car in that list. It's just engine types. Yeah, yeah. Flat six will be the next one for me to tick off. Flat six petrol. Yes. Good. Um. Well, there's only one brand that really does a flat six. There you go. Huh? No, they're straight six. Who does a flat six? Porsche. Oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, then then it'd be V8 because I've never had a V8. Have you not? 
I don't think so. Fucking hell, my third car was a V8. No. I've had a straight six twin turbo petrol. That was fun. Yeah, nice. I've had no, I've had a 3.5 V8 on carbs, a 3.9 V8 on carbs, a 3.9 V8 injection, a 4 litre V8, a 4.2 litre V8, 4.6 litre V8, 4.4 twin turbo V8, Beamer. I like V8s. Yeah. So but that, most of those V8s were in Land Rovers and were dog shit because they were fucking Rover V8s. Yeah. I, so gonna, I think when you were saying 3.9, I was thinking there's only one engine that's that. Yeah, the the 4.6, I think um, that ended up on a dyno just for bants, and it was making 170 horsepower at the wheels. <laughs> and got eight miles to the gallon. That's fucking class. Like, what you know, a gallon if it's like fucking Lamborghini fast, but when it's literally the slowest thing going. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's appealing to me. No, no, never again. Um, but anyway, thank you very much. Um, Pleasure, man. It, it's been great to have an opportunity to introduce you to people. We are hoping to get Christian together with Laz, who does our content at some point, um, and produce one of the short little um, bio videos that we've done with all the athletes. Um, as I say, I mean, I'm sure no one's, I'm sure no one's out there, you know, itching to see that. But yeah, well, you know what? We've got all those athlete profiles of all the athletes, and there's you and Harry missing. I look at, it and I think, oh, you know what? That's that's a real shame. Those two are missing off there. No. Um, so I, I do want to get those finished off. Um, dear God, if there's anyone else that's missed, oh fuck! Now I feel bad. Will Carver and Josh, uh, Josh McKinsey are missing off as well. But but that's because Will said he was going to sort it because he likes to do the video editing as well. Yeah, true. So why not take responsibility for that? So thank you very much, everyone. We are doing another podcast on Friday with Dave Crossland. And it's, um, again, aimed at beginners, and it's covering, um, I'm going to check, I'm going to check on my phone, so I'll be like Christian and a little bit rude. Um, it is going to be covering, um, if you're looking at making the decision to use, the things you should consider. If you do decide to use, the things you need to put in place beforehand, and then once all that's been done, how that first cycle should look and what you should expect from it. So that is Friday's topic and that'll probably be uploaded on Saturday or Sunday. Um, thank you very much and thank you for coming on, Christian. Pleasure.